Child sacrifice on the Mississippi River. It's happened before in the history of this land. Will it be happening again? Also, Elon Musk buying Twitter outright. We're going to break down all the latest and greatest there. But first, I want to remind you about Border Battle. Border Battle is a new announcement, a special limited docu-series available starting Friday, October 7th to November 1st, exclusively at Salem Now, Salem Media's group online streaming platform. Go check out Border Battle. Also, if you haven't got your tickets yet, secure them immediately, amfest.com. Use promo code POSO for this incredible event with myself, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Benny Johnson, Senator Josh Hawley, Kaylee McEnany, Candace Owens, Tim Poole, Lauren Chen, George Farmer, Mike Lindell himself, Congressman Lauren Boebert, and Ali Stuckey. Amfest.com, promo code POSO. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Jack Posobiec back in the saddle today. Yesterday, the great Drew Hernandez was here. I was up speaking at the University of Delaware with Michael Knowles at a Turning Point USA event, but we're now back here for Human Events Daily. Today is October 4th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's headlines, Elon Musk has agreed to buy Twitter. The deal is going through. We'll walk through everything this means. Next, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia's gender unit co-founder is saying that she conducts research on homeless children. We're going to explain all that. Third, the first mobile abortion clinic in the United States is opening in Illinois for Kentucky and Missouri women in red states. And then finally, ex-Seattle mayor Jenny Durkin. Did you think I forgot about you, Jenny? She manually deleted 200 text messages from her cell phone during Chaz. The lawsuit is bringing it all out. All this and more head Human Events Daily. Then I think Twitter needs to be much more even-handed. It, it currently has a strong left bias uh, because it's, it's based in San Francisco. Uh, I, I don't think the people that there necessarily intend, I, or at least perhaps some of them don't intend, to to have a left bias. They just, from their perspective, uh, it seems moderate, but they're just coming at it from a, 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 an environment that is that is very far left. So. Um, but but then this 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 fails to build trust in to, in the rest of the United States and and also in perhaps in other parts of the world uh, because uh, you, Twitter needs to be even-handed and and be um, you know I think as I said publicly uh, it, victory would be that the um, the, the most far-right ten percent and the most far-left ten percent are equally upset. Um, like, I, I don't think this is a, a situation where you're going to get necessarily a lot of praise. <laughs> you're just going to you're just going to balance the anger. <laughs> Elon Musk, the deal with Twitter is going through. And like so many of these big deals, it's gone through a lengthy process, a court process. It's gone through Delaware. Now, the question is, would Elon Musk have prevailed at court? Well, He's decided to go and make a deal with Twitter. They are reaching a settlement. That settlement turns out it's going to be for the original price, the 5420 per share. We've got the lawyer out, uh, the lawyer's letter from them from Skadden Arps to Twitter's lawyer confirming the willingness to consummate the deal they're going for. The original terms 
The, the offer now is pending receipt of debt financing proceeds as well as the trial being adjourned. So we're seeing that. We're also looking potentially at whether or not there's some handshakes as to how it will be run afterwards. Um, this news came out, of course, stock price just immediately shot up like crazy. The shares of Tesla in just tanking, absolutely um, going down. Now, what's interesting is that yesterday, you know, and why, we're wondering why the sudden fold, right? And Zero Hedge has the question, why the sudden fold? And it, get, it says, does it have anything to do with the battle yesterday over Ukraine peace? Did, you know, was it this issue that he had put forward this, this peace plan, this potential uh, negotiated framework for a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia, and then was attacked for even having made the attempt, um, called out by no less than Ukraine's advisor, their diplomat and um, ambassador to Germany, but then even the president of Ukraine himself went and called out Elon Musk. Now, suddenly, just one day after that, boom, because they were already scheduling depositions. They were already um, getting into we were looking at a deposition for Parang. So that's the CEO of Twitter, a deposition for Elon Musk himself. Those were being settled. Now, Zero Hedge did have a tweet up a while back that it looked as though those were being canceled. And so they may have had some idea that a settlement was coming. but. We're wondering yesterday, or would we have known, you know, would we have known by the end of the week that the deposition was going to take place? So we'll never know what came out in there. We did have those text messages recently where we found out that Elon Musk apparently is a fan of Revolver News, which I think is amazing. We're a fan of them too. Thank you to Darren Beatty and all the great work that he does for his country and for the world over there. We would also welcome Elon Musk to be a fan of humanevents.com and to listen to the Human Events podcast, where, as we know, our promise are with our solemn vow, be good, be brief, be gone to everybody. But the bigger question for us is, the bigger question for us is, what does this mean going forward for us, for the regime, for censorship in not just America, but in the West? Will Elon Musk restore Twitter to the champion of free speech that it once was? Will the glories of 2016 return? We'll see. Because 2016 terrified the regime. 2016 is what they don't want to happen again. And if Elon Musk threatens that, they will threaten him six ways from Sunday. They will take out SpaceX. They will take out Tesla. They will take out all of his companies. So that is truly what we're looking at. Obviously, Ukraine, Starlink, has played a fantastic role there, an incredible role there. So the question becomes, will Elon Musk be willing to step up and do what must be done? Get rid of the bots, get rid of the fakery, make it real once again. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has afforded plans for you, your family, even your business, and they offer the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. 
Go to PatriotMobile.com slash POSO and use free activation with promo code POSO. Special discounts available for veterans and first responders. Join the movement. Make the switch today. We're going to put the link in the description here. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. Um, we recruited folks um, from a variety of places across the city of Philadelphia in our own HIV clinic and um, gender clinic, as well as um, at Covenant House and in some some other um, community-based organizations and aid services organizations that serve young trans women in Philadelphia. Um, and so we did try to do some recruitment through social media, um, through places where we know that um, young trans women might be engaging in survival sex or sex work, um, such as Backpage or Craigslist. Nadia Dauschen, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Now, I started picking up this thread last week because the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, you got to understand, folks, this one's personal for me. I'm from the Philadelphia area. And when you're out there, you know the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, CHOP, that's what we call it. That is sacrosanct. Their name is synonymous with the gold standard. They are the gold standard. That's the number one children's hospital in the entire country. And they're associated with Penn Medicine, the University of Pennsylvania. Best of the best. If God forbid something happens with your kid, you want them going to CHOP. You need them going there. If you're in that area, you take them right to CHOP. You say, they'll take care of it because they're the best of the best. Well, now we're finding out more about what's actually going on behind the scenes of CHOP when it comes to this gender unit. So the CHOP gender unit in Philadelphia, she says, and I'm going to say this again, we recruited folks from a variety of places across the city of Philadelphia in our own HIV clinic and the gender unit as well, as well as at Covenant House and in some other community-based organizations and aid service organizations that serve young trans women in Philadelphia. Well, what is Covenant House, you might ask? Covenant House, if you're not familiar with the area, is a youth homeless shelter. This is an area where kids, underage, obviously, who've been out on the street, who are in, in some cases, horrifying situations, are now being used as research experiments by the gender unit of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Children's Philadelphia. Did you know that? Did you know that when you're making your donation, your monthly donation, yearly, whatever it is to Covenant House, that those kids are now the research subjects for gender units, the young trans kids? I was recently up in Pennsylvania and I was speaking up there, spent some time with family. I dubbed this a dark alliance because it's not just the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and their gender unit, which is doing the exact same thing we know, by the way, because at Vanderbilt, they have them on tape. Matt Walsh got them on tape. It's a cash cow. They want you in as young as possible, whether insurance pays for it or not. We're talking 40 grand up front. And then you're paying for further procedures the rest of your life. So the younger they can get you, the longer they have you hooked, the longer you're paying into the system. So who's the Children's Hospital Association, uh, who's the CHOP gender unit associated with? Dr. Rachel Levine, who was the physician general for the state of Pennsylvania 
before the good doctor went over to our HHS. That relationship is still there. So Rachel Levine, everyone's favorite military officer, is empowering and working with the gender unit out of Philadelphia's children's and is now looking to take that exact same work to children's hospitals all across the country. And what's one of the big things that Dr. Levine is doing? The good doctor wants your insurance to have to cover these procedures. Wants all insurance. So the idea is that you're paying into the insurance pool, right? Well, it wouldn't take too much for them to make a change. They could even do it through a rule change to Obamacare that they would then be, have to force your insurer. That means every time you pay monthly premiums, it's going into the pool that's going to pay directly for these procedures that we now know in some cases, like the case of Philadelphia, the research subjects are homeless children, orphans. What are we doing as a society? We need to step back and figure out who we want to be. So we just showed the Holy Land special here uh, on human events. And I got to tell you that one of my favorite scenes is there is when we're climbing up Mount Masada on the banks of the Dead Sea. And it was so hot that morning. That was about eight in the morning. But I got to tell you, the heat was already out in the desert right up there as we were climbing up Masada. But I'll tell you one thing that even as we did that climb, by the way, about 30, 36 minutes it took us to get from, from the bottom all the way to the top. We used the snake trail. And the entire time, just going to say it, I was wearing my undertax. And my undertacks are my favorite boxers of all. Period. They're period. No, I did. We did 36 minutes up Masada wearing my undertack boxers. And why were I, was I able to do that? I'll tell you why they're my favorite. Because they have literally been tested by special force operators. Undertack boxers are made with high quality material, antimicrobial, anti-pilling, moisture. Goodbye. I'm not just saying that for the ad. I actually did it. Fact check me on this. You can ask Tanya Tay. <laughs> Uh, look, Undertech boxers come st with sturdy yet comfortable waistband. It doesn't crack. It doesn't get loose. Durable, ultralight, shrink-resistant. Here's the best part. They're almost 30% less than the Woke designer brands. Those designer brands, the Woke brands, they wouldn't even make it up the snake path. They wouldn't even make it halfway up Masada. Look, you want them? I know you do. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com. Right now, when you buy three, get one free with promo code POSO, P-O-S-O. Go to getundertack.com. The link is in the description. This is a healthcare crisis. Because understand, millions of women in America will go to bed tonight without access to the health care and reproductive care that they had this morning. This is the first time in the history of our nation that a constitutional right has been taken from the people of America. And what is that right, some might ask? It's the right to privacy. Think about it as the right for each person to make intimate decisions about heart and home. Well, in an update in evil this week, the U.S.'s first mobile 
abortion clinic will open in Illinois in just a few weeks and offer procedures to women in Kentucky and Missouri where it has been outlawed after Roe v. Wade. Uh, well, I'm reading the Daily Mail headline. It's actually after the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs decision. The mobile clinic, it says, will include a waiting room and two exam rooms. It will be stationed at different points along the southern Illinois border. The goal is to cut down on travel and waiting time for women out of state. A June Supreme Court decision overturned guaranteed abortion rights for women. I have an option for exactly where they should place the mobile abortion. I do. Um, the mobile abortion clinic in Illinois, I'll tell you exactly where they should put it. So if you go directly across from the city of St. Louis, which is in Missouri, you go right across the bridge and then into Illinois, across the Mississippi River, there's an area there. Maybe you guys could show the map of this. There's an area called the Cahokia Mounds. And if you go and, and check it out, the Cahokia Mounds, really, really incredible um, <laughs> sight to see. It's in Collinsville, Illinois. Just pulled it up. And this was the pre-Columbian Native American city directly across the Mississippi River was the largest and most influential urban settlement of the Mississippian culture, which developed advanced societies. The, the city uh, in Cahokia, by the way, I mean, it really is this. The city in Cahokia was actually larger than the city of London at the time of its height. So incredible city right there in the center of our of our country, right? Currently the center of the United States. And why do I want it there? Well, Mound 72. Let's talk about Mound 72 of the Cahokia Mounds. Why should Planned Parenthood put it there? Well, what was Mound 72? Archaeologists working on uh, digging at Mound 72 found more than 250 skeletons in Mound 72. Scholars believe that almost all of these were sacrificial victims based on signs of ritual execution, method of burial, or other factors. The skeletons include four young males missing their hands and skulls, a mass grave of more than 50 women around 21 years old, some teenagers, many teenagers, with their bodies arranged in two layers separated by matting. Another mass burial of 40 men and women who appear to have been violently killed, some of which have been buried alive. From the vertical position, some of the fingers appear to have been digging in the sand. It appears that not all of the victims were dead when they were interned, that some had been trying to pull themselves out. It's been radiocarbon dated to about 950 to 1000 AD. These are the excavations at Mount 72. So Mount 72 was already used as the mass child sacrifice mound in Cahokia, which again, right across, very close to the area where, of course, Planned Parenthood once was right there in St. Clair County in Illinois. Now, of course, we don't know why the Mississippians were committing mass child sacrifice, but we knew that they were doing it. And we're not entirely sure why Planned Parenthood is doing this today. Um, I would say it's in the service of evil and the worship of the god Moloch, uh, obviously the pagan deity Moloch. But of course, that's a great location. So I urge you, Planned Parenthood, if you're going to set this up, you might as well put it there. Say it's, you know, getting back to tradition there in the good old U.S. of A. 
So I know it will shock you that the president is perhaps not giving an accurate or truthful picture. Um, we've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's not an armed takeover. It's not a military junta. Um, we will we will make sure that we can restore this, but we have block parties and, and the like in this part of Seattle all the time. It's It's known for that. So I think the president, number one, there is no threat right now to the public. And we're looking, we're taking that very seriously. We're meeting with businesses and residents. But what the president threatened is illegal and unconstitutional. And the fact that he can think he can just tweet that and not have ramifications is just wrong. The counter will be block parties uh, don't take over a municipal building, let alone a police station, uh, and destroy it. So that is two people that have since exited the public stage in complete disgrace. Chris Cuomo, of course, is trying to come back a little bit on News Nation. We'll see how that goes. It won't be well. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be well. The problem with a lot of those guys is they're just not very interesting to listen to. They're kind of boring when you when you get them on their own. They, they can't actually carry a conversation. They're not interesting people. But ex-Seattle Mayor Jerry Dur Jenny Durkin, remember her, the summer of love comments before all those people got killed in the Chaz. Yeah, I remember, Jenny. I was there. I was there night after night, catalog cataloging, manually surveilling the violence as it got worse and worse, and it was spiraling deeper and deeper into atrocities. And that's what ended up happening. Well, we now know that there has been a forensic report that's come out on her cell phone. Why did this come out? Because there's a new filing this week from business owners and residents that are suing the city over all the damages that occurred during Chaz. Guess what? I've got a bunch of those on film as well. In fact, I provided a lot of the footage that we filmed for our documentary, um, still up, by the way, AntifaMovie.com, that you can go watch. All that footage, guess what? We turned it over, even the raw footage, to any of the business owners who wanted it. Why? We said, you're free to have it. No rights, none of that stuff is needed because this was your homes that she turned over to the mob, that she turned over to domestic terrorists for weeks. People were forced to live there. People were forced to work there. And people's children were murdered inside there because of her. Now, she deleted 200 text messages. Now, the question is going to be why and when did she delete the messages? We know why. So there were, there are being, she's being accused now of spoliation of evidence, and they're asking the judge to impose sanctions by finding the city liable for allegations in the case. Because she's essentially tried to tamper with this case because she's deleted evidence. If she's doing that, drop it. The whole case is done. You've lost it. You've deprived them of crucial evidence. You've deprived them with the ability, the ability to actually hear this case. City attorney Ann Davidson's offices responded by accusing the plaintiffs of deleting their own texts about Chaz in court filings. The city is requesting that the judge throw out the case and claiming that Seattle officials attempted to de-escalate the autonomous zone. You didn't attempt to de-escalate anything. Raz Simone was going in there escalating things with his gang every night when they were dealing drugs, attacking journalists, and eventually getting people killed. Right. I've got Raz Simone on air pointing gun loaded guns in people's faces. Please tell me you tried to deescalate. The police were told to stand down and, and leave for weeks. You turned it over to them. Jenny Durkin, these politicians, I'm telling you, they belong in jail.
And that is all the time we have here at Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Leave this, uh, share this out with one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to remind you guys, The Great Reset. Go check out the docu-series at reset.tposa.com. You can leave us your $1 donation, $5 donation, gets you the booklet from myself, Charlie Kirk, and Steve Bannon, and... That special is going to be running every single Sunday night here on Real America's Voice. So make sure you go check it out 7 p.m. every Sunday evening. Also, the FBI whistleblower special is going to be coming up right after that at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you get your double dose of Turning Point's new documentary series. We've got number one, The Great Global Reset, and then number two, The FBI Whistleblower, this Sunday, 7 p.m. What did we talk about today? Elon Musk agreeing to buy the Twitter deal. It's going through. Children's Hospital of Philadelphia gender unit researching, <laughs> using research sus uh, subjects from homeless children. The first mobile abortion clinic in the United States opening right on the border of Illinois and Missouri. And I hope they put it up in Cahokia. Remember, a thousand years ago, child sacrifice was a huge part of the tradition there on the border. So you might as well bring it back. And then finally, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin deleting her text. Now, what did we talk about in terms of today's, what are we talking about for today's history break? October 4th, 1957, the Russians launched their first satellite into orbit, Sputnik 1. The space age began. This achievement set a shockwave through the American political leadership resulting in the U.S. efforts to be first on the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.